I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, introduced for the first time. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Whew, I finally got my mic working. I am uh, actually in the <laughs> press box. Uh, it's the first time I'm using my new computer with uh, my portable mic, but I'm in a press box here at AAC. We're about, uh, I'm looking down at the stars ice right now as they uh, clean the windows alongside the ice. But uh, ready, up here by ready myself. Ready for some big boys with beards to smash their faces up against it. That's what they're going <laughs> to I am, uh, yeah, I'm up here by myself. We're about 20 minutes uh, after the ending of the press conference, about 30 minutes probably, um, after the new Dallas Mavericks were introduced uh, to the world. And, uh, man. It was a special day and a historic day, especially mm. because uh, Porzingis uh, will hopefully be a Dallas Maverick for a very, very long time. Potentially and for the next 20 years. 20 years. It was really cool to see the uh, the other Mavericks show up. So it was just Harrison Barnes and, and Devin at first. They were just kind of chilling in the back watching. And then uh, more people came in. I saw Dirk and Luca. They came in together, and they watched uh, in the back. Also, and then it became like a, a thing to where he got a question about them being there. Also, KP did. and But, yeah, man, everybody's excited. Uh, Chris Stapps' whole camp was there. Uh, his PR guy was like literally right over my right shoulder. Uh, he has his personal PR guy, I guess. And uh, his brother. I'm trying to explain his brother. Um, what? Yeah, his brother uh, His brother was there and very sharp-dressed-looking uh, man. And his brother, who is also his agent, by the way. We, we mentioned that on yes, the, the very, podcast when, that Isaac wasn't on, but we've talked about it. A very, him. very powerful person in his life and a person that Rick Carlisle went out of his way to give praise to and to give love to uh, to uh, Chris Stapps' brother and thank him for being there and Man, that that's a good way to start the we're, relationship off on a good note. Since we're since we're already there, let's just play the audio. Here's Rick Carlisle specifically pointing out Kristaps' brother Giannis. Um, one other thing I want to mention: Kristaps' um, uh, brother uh, Giannis is here, who represents him, and I just want to recognize him. Because I, he and I spent a couple hours talking last night, just getting to know each other, and um, he's a, a very important part of. Kristaps' team, along with Dan, who does PR with him, um, Baldi, his uh, his uh, what do you therapist, yeah. therapist, who's uh, going to be involved, and uh, you know, we just uh, we want to make sure that we recognize these guys as being part of his team and, and in a way our team too now. And it's due for training. It's interesting. It's very interesting. My antennas immediately, there's a couple things that if happened in the press conference, my antennas kind of perk up. You know, it makes you think. It makes you say, okay, well, there's <laughs> yeah. something to this. Specifically pointing out his brother Giannis uh, is, is something that makes me stick up because you wonder how much he was, n- you know, noticed in the Knicks organization or was taken seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the brother. He's the agent. You know, the, the kid comes in with a rookie contract, so he hasn't really negotiated anything. And then the one time he can negotiate something is this contract coming up, and it seems like they asked for a trade. And so you just you you need to get on that guy's good side in order to be 
uh, you know, in right standing with the organization. So that 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 perks my ears for sure. Specifically, that Rick Carlisle, no one even asked him about it. No one even asked Rick, no. Rick about you know KP asking for a trade. Nothing like that. It was out of his way, and you can tell at the beginning he's like, I also want to say this. <laughs> he went on this whole thing, and then yes. at the end there, like Mark makes a joke, and I don't even know if you can understand it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was interesting for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, New York. Uh, the New York Post sent Mark Berman down, and uh, <laughs> that was cool. I, looked, I looked over him. I was like, "Oh, dang, man! They they spent a lot of money to uh, send him to Dallas to literally just get yeah completely shut down." Um, Cuban and them obviously laughed about it, and we're we're obviously going to talk about stuff on this podcast. And if you didn't see it, if you didn't get to see the live stream on on Fox, Fox Sports Southwest, then you're getting to hear all this stuff for the first time. If not, you're just going to hear us say some of the. Same stuff about the about the presser, but yeah, Kristaps was. Uh, they definitely recognized each other because he's obviously on the Nick beat, but uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't about the question. He wasn't about to get in on the hey, did he want out of New York and all that. And <laughs> it was, I loved his answer though. It's like, did you? He's like, did you ask to be traded? And then uh, he said, I like to focus on what's ahead of me instead of what's behind me. And then he points behind him, and <laughs> a whole bunch of Mavs logos on that backdrop. I thought that was really funny. It's it's kind of ironic, but like I don't want to focus on what's behind me, which is all these maps. Lo- yes, maps logos. we uh, we I, I couldn't I couldn't use Twitter very much in there. I don't know my service is super weird, and I was just audio doing audio on the whole thing. But uh, what uh, was there a, t- a Twitter conversation about the Sharpie on Trey Burke's shirt, the Sharpie Thunderbolt or Lightning Bolt? Do we know what no. that was? Because we were having, we had a conversation when he walked in, and Charks leaned over and was like, uh, "What's on his shirt?" And uh, we couldn't <laughs> figure it out. But I didn't know if people on Twitter were actually talking about it. Or I don't not. think there was a good enough stream or a good enough uh, picture of him to be able to see that. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So if you have one, post it because no one else has seen. It. We also got to see Kristaps for the first time in a Mavs practice jersey. Now that's all over the place. Maps.com posted a bunch of videos of it as well. I actually, I actually just saw Kristaps walk past me a little bit ago. He's getting a photo op and in a full Mavs uh, white home jersey. Oh. And uh, I, yes. I guess I could have taken a picture of it, but probably not. So I, I just uh, straight away from it. But it, yes, it looks uh, marvelous. Kristaps, I haven't been following his like fashion uh, world, but his like he was his, wearing the, his, he's wearing the maroon jacket with no tie. And no under like he had like the the shirt but unbuttoned with like chains with with his chest showing it had the hair going like yeah he's he's fully leaning into the uh, by the, the way zero look. ties all four guys zero ties okay okay and I'm looking at the picture now of his sharpie on uh, Trey Burke's shirt that's legit sharpie right it's just like a draw I don't on. know I don't know it's probably some it's a know, white button up but. shirt that he buttons all the way to the top button. No jacket or anything, and then just like a, it looks like literally a sharpie giant lightning bolt. It's not just a small little; it's giant <laughs> yeah. from like the top of his chest all the way probably to like his belt. <laughs> yeah, it's very, interesting. Very interesting decision. What a question for you? What did you think about Donnie Nelson's what two answers he gave that were like <laughs> I, love I don't that know max like, every time he would uh, he was sitting right next to Tim Hardaway Jr. and there's all the guys on the on the row right so there's Don from from left to right it's Donnie Nelson. Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, Trey Burke, uh, Porzingis, Rick Carlisle, Mark Cuban. Like, it's just this real long table, and they had to, to really stretch it out. And that room is not super big. It, it's, that's probably all the guys you could fit in a row in, in that room. Yeah. And uh, Donnie Nelson, every time he would ask a question, he would grab the mic away from Tim Hardaway Jr. and set it in front of himself. And then as soon as he was done, he would pick it up, and he would set it back down. 
<laughs> yes. Right um, the one answer that I really liked that he gave was someone asked him about Luca and Porzingis. And he says, I see two guys that are going to put their own signature on their own positions. Like, I don't see Dirk as – or I don't see Porzingis as Dirk. I see these two guys as and, – and putting their own signature, I think what he meant is kind of revolutionizing the position. You know, Porzingis yeah. is going to play multiple spots. He's, he's got a ton of skills. Luka, we've obviously seen what he's done at the point guard slash wing slash, you know, forward spot, whatever you want to call him. Uh, just two guys that are going to do that for their spots. And that opens up a lot of flexibility for – other players to get brought in around them. There's a lot of flexibility. This team could look completely different in various different iterations over the next couple of years. Yeah, and, and he even started that whole comment, though that whole answer with, you know, Dirk wasn't the next Larry Bird. He was his own version. He was his own player. He was Dirk. And Porzingis is Porzingis. He's not the next Dirk. And <clears throat> I did like, in counter to that, I did like Rick Carlisle's uh, answer to how he's going to implement them to like together on this roster. I did like him saying, hey, we, we've had experience with guys uh, at this size and with this skill set, and we know how to use these type of guys. Yes. And that was a – that you know that's a selling point to – you know, Porzingis and them's camp when it comes like long term stuff of saying, hey, like you are a star in your own self and whatever team you go to, you're going to be a superstar. But we have shown that we know how to use these guys. We have shown we know how to not these guys. We've shown that we could win a championship centered around yes. Dirk, a guy like you and maximize your potential fully. And, and not every team, really not any team can can make that pitch to them. Is there one? I don't even think. I mean, not to. I mean, not to that extent. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to that extent. With that, with the same regime still, you know, in power, right? Yeah, with the same. Hey, we have Donnie Nelson who formed the team. We have Rick Carlisle who's a coach. We still have some of the guys. We still have Dirk around. Same owner. (laughs) Same owner. We still have JJ Barrett. And like, how cool is that when Brad Townsend (laughs) tweeted out the. Um, the um, what a, the, uh, he transcribed his conversation with with JJ and how JJ Bread and and Porzingis went out to dinner a few nights ago and Townsend talked to Bread about it and and he said and he even got a, and Porzingis got a question about that today in the presser of what did y'all talk about at the dinner and Porzingis and them talked about the 2011 championship run and I thought it was so cool how yeah. he picked JJ's brain on how they won that title in 2011 and that whole run and talked about LeBron and. And I love how Porzingis was subtly like saying he was rooting for the Mavericks against LeBron and them, and because uh, he's a big Dirk fan and all that. And I was, uh, yeah, he gained even more fans at that point. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all this whole thing that's going to go into uh, Porzingis, you know, being being drawn into the Mavericks and, and and being you know asked to stay. There's so much going in the Mavs' favor of him signing this long-term contract. No, no team has or no player coming off of their rookie deal has ever turned down max money ever it's never happened <laughs> it just straight up never happened um then he has dirk who's been his idol luca who's been his friend he said that um uh, that him and luca clicked right away when they became friends and that they uh, you know just they like each other we're both european players it's funny i thought he said we click right away we're both europeans yeah, like, and, and and something we talked about on the pod when the, the trade first happened, I think it was the second pod that we did after the, or the emergency pod, was how, how they both speak Spanish. And that that's like a huge thing and how he was even kind of criticized in New York and that and we pulled up that tweet that or that, that how it was mentioned that they, you know, 
some of the Knicks organization kind of looked down upon Kristaps uh, and, and Hernan Gomez and them speaking in Spanish. Well, man, Spanish can be flying in this locker room because Lucas yeah. speaks Spanish also. And uh, so, yeah, I mean. And soon Willie it, Hernan Gomez is going to be on the, uh, the Mavericks. <laughs> Nick is really pushing this hashtag. Willie Hernan Gomez. Uh, but, but listen, it, it just really comes down to this. Like, there is there is no single reason that you could present for him to possibly even leave. Not, not only a seven-footer coming off an ACL that's going to get, I mean, the Four biggest years. contract thrown at him that he's not, he's not going to turn that down. And then, two, even if you turn it down, what are you turning it down for? You're looking for a situation in which a bigger – I mean, you're looking for a situation in which you could pair with a younger guy – that you could dominate and grow into one of the biggest, you know, best duos in the entire league. Well, what younger guy is is better than freaking Luca around your age? I mean, you can maybe say Giannis if you want to try to for like, but even like, he already knows Luca. This is dirty. Yeah, I don't even, and I don't know if you pulled audio from Mark Cuban them when he was asked directly. Is Dallas like your future? Are you going to sign here long term? And this is what kind of happened. Yeah, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's hit that that audio right there with um, Mark Cuban kind of sneaking, Interrupting. In there, <laughs> sneaking in there anytime he was asked about this. Chris Daps, do you plan on signing a contract with the Mavericks this summer, restricted or long term? That's a question to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, um, I can answer that for you. Yeah, he does. There you go. Chris Taps, is that true? I can answer that one too. (laughs) Which one? We're on the same page. Don't don't even ask. Long term or restricted, Mark? Which one? Oh, long term for sure. Our goal is to keep the two together for the next twenty years. Man, that that's just interesting. how do you feel? How do you feel about Mark Cuban kind of being the human, sh- the human PR shield for Kristaps Porzingis in any of these contract talks? <laughs> um, well, I think if you're Cuban, you don't want. Okay, if you're Cuban, you don't want Porzingis answering this question in any type of way that would give doubt to the fan base. Because if Porzingis answers this question and tries to play the fence and tries to say, hey, I don't know, we'll just see what happens, blah, 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 then the fan base gets super, super nervous. And by by Cuban answering this question the way he does interrupt and saying, hey, he's going to be here long term and stuff. And even him saying, hey, we're, you know, at one point, Porzingis, did you play? Or at one point, it was the Porzingis saying, uh, one of them saying, we're on the same page. And yeah, Porzingis yeah, was, was laughing through the. Yeah, Porzingis was saying it was laughing through the whole thing. Like they're, we've said this a thousand times. They do not make this trade if they do not feel a very, very high, high percentage that this is uh, this is getting done, and this isn't going to be a pairing for the next twenty years. <laughs> Man, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, what else, what else stuck out to you? Did anything from Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, or Trey Burke? They got asked a couple questions here and there, but it just seemed like all kind of normal stuff. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. got asked the question that all players get asked after they get traded. How do you feel about leaving New York? And you know they get asked that sort of question, and then he leans yeah. into the mic and just goes, "I did not leave New York. They traded me. They, they traded me. <laughs> Icy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, yeah." I, I, th- I like the fact that they seem to, and just based off body language, they seem, and their answers, but they seem like excited and motivated for a playoff push. 
they've been losing for the past couple of seasons. They were even asked if the losing takes a toll on them. I thought Hardaway's answer was pretty good without throwing the Knicks like under the bus yeah. and saying, yeah, it sucks to lose. He really kind of praised him and said like, he understood what Fizz was trying to build and like all this stuff. But they made a point when they were asked, like, what is your goal over this next, like, 30 games? You know, Courtney Lee was the very first one, the vet, you know, 10 years saying, hey, we're, we're you know, this playoff push. That's what we're pushing for. And then Tim Hardaway saying the same thing of, hey, you know, we're excited. Playoffs, you know, no doubt. He said no doubt. Leaned into the mic, said no doubt, you know, the playoff push is happening. So, and then even Cuban afterwards was was talking to, to everybody, and, and he would say, hey, like, no, he could care less about about this yeah. you know top five you know type of pick. I mean, we're pushing for a playoff spot, and that that's happening. So yeah, so that put all the tanking it, stuff to bed. I mean that that's yeah, so, done. Right? So listening, listen to our podcast from yesterday, and you'll you'll know that uh, um, the tanking thing just ain't gonna happen. That that that's just out of yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, Carlisle's little looks and nods at Porzingis are just how much fun is he having? Just trying to already thinking about game planning with these guys and. The countdown is set for October, man. They're just—he's September and October. He's just ready to get those guys out there. Yeah, and, and I think it was him. Uh, it was either him or Cuban. I think it was him. Uh, or no, it could have been Cuban that was talking about how this day and age with social media. Um, I guess they're implying that time flies faster with social media. Um, but he was saying, hey before guys, time you- still goes the same. I just want to let everybody know time is a—it's an abstract construct, but you know, it's still it's still the exact same that it was. There's, second is not you know, shorter period of time. Yeah. It was like, before you know it, um, before you know it, it's going to be September and it's going to be training camp. And yeah, except it's we have a thousand meeting. lockdown maps podcast episodes until now, until that is very true. <laughs> it is. It's going to be media day and all this stuff. And that's been talking about a media day. That's going to be super fun to come to is, uh, is that media day? Because I mean, they're, I mean, just imagine a healthy Porzingis coming in, locked locked in under contract, Luca, and if they make any type of addition, you know, this summer, the buzz around the Dallas Mavericks is going to be a lot of fun. And I would assume most people uh, around the league would pencil Dallas in as a playoff team. Am I going too far of saying most people would predict them as a playoff team no. at the start of next season? I like, mean, people were going in on the the Timberwolves last year, and I think Luca and Luca and Towns are better than Butler and or well, Luca and Porzingis. Luca and Porzingis yeah. are better than Butler and and uh, Towns. Is that going out on a limb? No, 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 it's not. Uh, so. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that the excitement around that will be huge. You know, we got to um, – when I first got here, originally I didn't, media wasn't supposed to uh, go into the practice area. They practice at the old uh, – their old practice gym, which is here in the AAC, uh, because they have the new practice gym across the highway over there. But they're practicing in the old gym, and <clears throat> um, it was supposed to just be you know, B-roll footage and all that stuff. And But media – some media got to go down there. So I got to go down there, and Brad Townsend, but, you know, some other people were down there too. And uh, first time we got to see, yeah, you know, Porzingis and Mavs gear and all that stuff. And, you know, your first reaction to it is – and you forget that he's the tallest player in the league. Like, he, he's seven he's seven foot three, and he, he's skinny – He's still skinny, absolutely. Uh, he's not Nerland skinny, but he's skinny. Okay. He's got and ankles. <laughs> he's got ankles. Just, did you get a look um, at his ankles? That's important. I did not look at his ankles. Um, but just his 
man, it, he's so smooth with his shot. He's so massive. Seeing him, you know, we're used to seeing like Salah. Salah, you know, is just so tall and, you know, lanky and stuff. And him just running into each other. And they're so tall and, and Dirk and them shooting on the same basket. And then there was that great scene um, in which I tweeted out a blurry picture because that's the best thing I could get. And people just still, people are just craving for anything right now <laughs> of uh, Luca and, and KP. And, uh, but what I liked about it was, it was the first time I ever got to see him, and for all I know, it's the first time he really got to suit up in a practice type of sense, uh, or it's practice jersey. I don't want to imply that he practiced, uh, not at all. <laughs> but um, he was so happy, like that. He was so you could tell he was just so joyful. He was smiling so much that time when he greeted Luca that come off the court, and you see all these pictures about right now. Like they were joking around with each other. He was joking around with Dirk. Um, yeah, he was just he was in such a good mood that that's why you're like, man, this is uh, this is cool. Um, I will say this: there was one point, <clears throat> there was one point in the press conference in which he was asked about teaming up with Luca, and for the years to come and all that. And the only thing you didn't like was how he started that sentence. And that was a that was somebody that was a conversation a few of us had afterwards. We said if if we are, uh, this is a thing for the future and years to come and all that stuff. If uh, I can get Luca to request a trade to go with me wherever <laughs> I want to go next. No, no. Um, but no, <laughs> he's just, he's doing, he's, he has his, uh, his path right now. And, and that's going to be in Dallas long term. We're, we're not even going to entertain that uh, uh, being not. So, but no, it, it was, it was cool. He, he talked so glowingly about Luca and, that pairing is going to be one of the most special pairings uh, that the league has seen in a while. The last thing I want to get to is Carlisle said that we are, um, he said there's complete lineup flexibility going forward. Well, one thing that I talked to the entire team about today is that we're going to have complete lineup flexibility going forward. We could start a different team every night. Um, and so you're going to see different things going on. You'll see some nights where we'll start uh, smaller guys, some nights we start bigger. Um, a lot of it will be matchup driven, but during this period where we have some new guys um, and we got to continue to learn about the guys that we have, um, you know, we've got to be open-minded about experimenting uh, while still making every full effort to win. I mean, we're we're rebuilding a championship team here. Just got. I think the only guaranteed starters, if if they stay on the team, uh, Luca obviously will stay on the team, but. Luca and Harrison Barnes, and then probably outside of that, there's no guaranteed starters. I think on this team. Yeah, yeah you know what? In in for the for the pro tankers out there, you you're taking that you're taking that Rick Carlisle comment and saying, man, that um, that's a that's something that fuels your engine because you know Rick is saying, hey, there's lineups are going to be changed up, and he said we need to experiment. And anytime a coach at the towards the end of the season, it, it brings out the word experiment. You're like, whatever. You're like, what? You know. Um, but no, I, I think they need to see what's going going to work and yeah. how some pieces are going to fit alongside each other. They need to see exactly what role Tim Hardaway Jr. needs to be in. He's going to be here for a year or so, probably. Like. I mean, at that con two, two, yeah. the rest of this year, and then the year after that is guaranteed, and then a year after that is a player option, and it's nineteen million. So he's probably gonna pick that up. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you need to see what he looks like. He seems like he is thrilled to be here. Um, you know, when him just talking about just joining the Mavs and his dad playing here and all that stuff. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I, we have said on the spot a thousand times. We, I think that 
we're going to see the best version of Tim Hardaway Jr. here here in Dallas. And um, Donnie talked about his roots with with Tim. I thought that was cool. He said going back to the Golden State days with Daddy uh, Daddy Tim Hardaway and saying, "Hey, like I remember when Tim Jr. was born, <laughs> and like all stuff as far yeah. as like their kids and how old they were and all that stuff." What What did you think about Donnie's answer? Donnie was super short in his in his answers. Very Probably because because he, he's got he more stuff to do. He's got more he's got trade more calls to go answer to. But he answered a question about how fast this thing came together. And I thought it was very, very interesting how he, how he answered. And he said something was, like some some trades come, you know, take take years, and some he's, take he mentioned weeks. snowflakes. He's some, you know, yeah. like snowflakes, and like some of them take years, and some of them come together very, very quick. And this one was that it came together very quickly. And he also mentioned that he was in person, which made that that probably made it quicker. You know, doing the deal in person and not having to do it over the phone, I think, helped this deal for sure. And you wonder is was the thing in person a coincidence? Um, that, hey, I'm actually in New York. Cool, we could actually talk about this. Or, <laughs> hey, we've had some conversations uh, before this, and I'm coming to New, York, to New York to settle this and make this happen. And uh, I just picture, like, a, a mafia-type move of, like, <laughs> okay, we're talking right now. I'll see you in New York tomorrow. Yeah. And Donnie shows up on the, you know, the outside of the office and is like, let's make this happen. I'm not leaving until this, it, this is done. The last thing I want to get to is um – well, this is the last, last thing. Carla also said this along with the lineup flexibility thing. We're rebuilding a championship team here. Just thought that that was, I mean, this is really the first day that we can say that that is in sight, right? Like, like that's possible. With these two guys, you have the start of a rebuilding championship, you know, contending team. They, they, they are on the trajectory of a team that can do that in the future. Absolutely. And that, I mean, any championship team that's happened over – I mean, for however long you think about it, you have to have, you know, two or more stars on your team. And you have Luka, and now, like we've said a thousand times with Anthony Davis and what the Timberwolves have to do with Towns, you got to go out and find your next guy. And bam, they went out and did their thing and found their next guy. And no, his name's Porzingis. Bam plays in, in Miami. <laughs> and they found uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis to be their, their next star. We're very excited, guys. That was our reaction to the press conference. Uh, we'll put some more audio in there. And, uh, man, we're, uh, we're very excited about this. This is uh, it's interesting. We'll break it all down. We'll have more shows throughout the rest of the week. Um, the Mavericks don't play again until Wednesday, the 6th. So uh, they play the Hornets, which is hilarious because guess who plays for the Hornets? Hernan Gomez. No, Willie Hernan Gomavs. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. It's your, his new name. Hashtag. That's his new name. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.